Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinvan and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie business. I'm your co-host James and wanted to tee up the episode before we get into it. This is an intro conversation to me and Dan, what we're working on and what the podcast is all about. But as you'll see from the start, it didn't all go that smoothly. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. Let's get started. You know what? Just even seeing the Blue Yeti gives me shivers. How are you doing, man? Doing well. I've lost Dan. Good start. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me at all? Hello, hello. What is happening? What happened there? Um, so I'm using my phone for the internet because we've had like random power cuts. So I was trying to avoid yeah. dropping out of the call. And then I turned my phone off and then obviously dropped out of the call. It was never going to go like 100% <laughs> I do think it will take us a couple of episodes to get into a flow of things to see how it how it eventually yeah. pans out. So I may do a, a little bit more editing on the first couple. But Dan, you, you came to me with this idea for a podcast a few weeks ago, early in the year. This was when you'd already tried YouTube. You've grown your Twitter over the past few years. So why start a podcast? Why does the world need another two bootstrappers talk about building their project podcast it doesn't need another one but i I like audio as a medium i like i was always into radio growing up and i did audio as part of my degree as well and yeah then i ran a a different podcast before called mag heroes if anyone wants to go check that out it's about magazines just like podcasts as a thing and i haven't really had much time in the last few years to kind of think about it or people really enjoy this format so there are lots of them the market is already relatively well served yes. with bootstrap web art of products software social all of these fantastic pods but people do enjoy listening to them they do enjoy listening on to people's journey and i think you're in a particularly interesting position having just left your job last year your audience you've got on twitter and successfully building a portfolio of products which people are going to be interested in coming along not only on twitter but now through this podcast and hopefully that people can uh, sort of follow along with me at a slightly earlier stage trying to grow indie bites and my other projects while also trying to contract and earn a little bit of money that yeah. way um, and i was i think it's also going to be helpful because I'm, I'm here on my own building stuff on my own it's nice to well, hopefully it'll be nice to talk about things and bounce stuff off another person because i don't really have that apart from talking to my wife it doesn't always care about yeah. what i'm talking about <laughs> that's a really interesting point because i've i've always had like the weekend club people and the indie london m- my friends that are in london that i can speak to and we have regular masterminds but i've struggled throughout the last few months really with accountability and having someone that i can regularly speak to that will sort of motivate me to get stuff done so i feel like this podcast should hopefully help with that with wanting to have updates to share with people to hopefully inspire others who also want to run indie projects and also bring some of bring, bring some of those people in that are also working on interesting right. things on twitter or whatever yeah. else so dan you came up with the name for the pod no more yeah. mondays i wanted to go for something entirely generic <laughs> i don't know if i've still got them but they were like 
building bootstrapped, building a micro studio. Just, uh, I wanted it so people knew what they were getting straight away. But you came up with this name, No More Mondays, and the reception to it since the tweet you did yesterday has been very good. We've had people specifically mention that they love the name. So talk me through that. Uh, yeah, so when I quit my job in August, it was really nice. I didn't have any structure. I could just work on my own stuff. And then over yeah, the first few weeks or months, it was just such a like delight <laughs> to not have the structure of Monday to Friday, like eight to five. And I think I tweeted out at some point, I'll have to find the tweet and put it in the show notes, but something about, yeah, it was when I figured out a name for my studio, which still isn't like an official name, but I decided on the name Monday just because I didn't have any Mondays anymore. And it's just, just kind of a thing that I keep in the back of my mind that if I'm not working all the time, that is absolutely fine. And just to take life a bit more chill now that I don't have like the pressure of working in a team and all that kind of structure that I used to have. I completely agree with that because I always had that Sunday evening anxiety, but now I I have no structure, no real structure at all to my week and it's kind of nice. But it's also interesting because people, uh, I don't always know what day it is, <laughs> whether it's the, the weekend or not. I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a Thursday today. But I, I was thinking this particularly today, like I've done a few podcast production things this morning and then I just wanted to go and hit some golf balls at the golf range. And it was 2 p.m. on a Thursday. And I'm very grateful for that because I just could go and do it. And it was empty because other people are at work, especially in Canterbury where I am. So I love the No More Mondays. And I never want a real life Monday again. Yeah. <laughs> so just to be clear, I have nothing against them. But yeah, it's just kind of like a, a symbol, basically, of like the new life I'm in the work in the work kind of sphere. But yeah, and I think it's something that other people could maybe think about, strive towards, or kind of recognise in their own in their own work. So Dan, as this is the very first episode, we're going to have to do a little bit of housekeeping for yeah. people that maybe don't know us. Hopefully, people do know us and they listen to it because they follow us on on Twitter. But let's talk through what you're working on. What does Dan do on a day to day? What are his projects? projects i'm working on at the moment so illo which is twitter analytics basically sign in with your twitter account and get a nice dashboard for the analytics and it tracks things that twitter doesn't cove which is a commenting system for ghost so you kind of add cove to your ghost blog and then it lets your members comment on your posts and discuss stuff i have super themes company which is a ghost theme like business which i'm kind of going hard on this year gloat which started out as a kind of productized service for self-hosted ghost installations, but it's now kind of a, mm-hmm. a host. I thought, I'm sure there's other things. A Subsale, which is a magazine yeah. subscription platform for smaller magazines who want to run subscriptions. And I've got some other things in the works, but I'm not going to talk about them yet. I have a new podcast. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah. And then like today, as just a very, just a, like a random example, I was working most of the day on a new ghost theme, which I'm very excited about because I'm going to release it with someone it's like a collaboration and Dan's coming in hot with all these collaborations <laughs> and I just did some, yeah emails and I worked on some host customer like support stuff so it's quite a simple day today and uh, the kids are at home still because the schools are shut because of a cyclone oh yeah if people don't know that that Dan lives in Mauritius yeah and we just had a cyclone just go past randomly <laughs> so the last few days have been pretty hectic electricity going out and the wind being pretty crazy and massive waves but everything seems to be okay and how many kids do you have dan three my goodness 
Like we, we couldn't be at different stages in our lives, really. <laughs> <laughs> Out of your projects, what one's doing the best revenue-wise? And do, do you share revenue on, on all your projects and what they're doing in total? I do share the total, but I haven't shared kind of individual stuff for a while. Or I just share random milestones. Um, Illo is doing the best. Yeah, then Subsell, then Gloat. Oh, and Refermo, which I'm building out as well. I forgot to mention Refermo. That's kind of in the back burner at the moment, but I still need to get that. That's pre-launch still. What are you thinking of spending most of your time on this year, or is it just sort of a combination of everything? Yeah, I don't really have any plans. I'm not really someone who has big plans <laughs> laid out ever. This year, but I want to hit Ghost real hard, more themes, more content. I'm not too fast if Gloat and Cove don't grow. I really want to do themes. And then Illo, I want to grow. It's been doing all right. And I've got a few cool ideas for that. That'll be kind of like the building thing, I think, Illo mostly. Um, and then the content stuff is like marketing. And that I'm really going into <laughs> marketing and content stuff. You know, I discovered you through Gloat. I, I think someone might have <laughs> shared it on Twitter. And I was trying to... This was sort of May 2020 when... I was trying to build a podcast and productized service, which I then stopped and then have kind of restarted, but mm. you know, with less ambition and more, it's just my structured freelancing. But I, I was like researching productized services, who laid it out the best. And I just loved how simply you laid out Gloat and the, the value prop of it was so clear because at the time, I think Ghost cheapest plan was $29 a month. Mm. And you said, yeah, well, I can do it on... DigitalOcean or self-hosted for what was it five five dollars a month and then a hundred and fifty dollars to you and it was just like a repeatable thing that you do every yeah. time yeah was, yeah yeah I think it was I think it started at fifty nine dollars and then went up to ninety nine and I, I yeah. basically just like took what you did and like copied it and I don't know if you ever knew that so you were <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't know that. yeah <laughs> but it, it, it was for podcasting so it wasn't it was I, yeah, I was yeah. I was bringing in lots of different inspirations have you read still like an artist by austin clean no, no i haven't it's like, he's got three little books which are all about being a creator on an online creator he's got still like an artist show your work and keep going are the three books and okay. you can flick through them in like 25 minutes but they're brilliant i recommend them i'll leave them okay. link in the show notes so i was stealing like an artist because okay. yeah. <laughs> i was taking inspiration and then adding my own spin to it for my productized service but Dan, you're, yeah. you're working on some cool stuff. So for me, um, I, I'm not making, what are you making at the moment? Seven grand a month? Yeah, MRR is about seven. MRR, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I'm not quite there, but my sort of main thing that I do is Indie Bytes. Which um, I love, by which, the way. Thank you very Big much, fan. Dan. You, <laughs> you, you were for a long time the most downloaded episode, but I do think you've been overtaken no. now by, by a fellow Brit, Ben Stokes. From, oh dear, from tiny projects we're gonna have issues yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah indiebyte started sort of september the year before last just because i wanted to speak to indie founders an excuse to be able to speak to them about their projects and it has been a fantastic way to do that but it turns out a few people like listening to it so i get about <laughs> 800 to 1,000 downloads an episode. I've monetized it from the start. So at the start, I was getting sponsor slots from, for $25 an episode. And it, it's it been growing ever so steadily. And it's now $160 an episode to sponsor. Yeah. I don't like get monthly revenue from it. But yeah. if we calculate four episodes a month times the 160, it's $640 um, yeah. a month from it. And I have the Indie Bytes membership 
which does around $150. So I'm like nice. cre creeping up there in kind of a recurring yeah. revenue. And then sort of November this year, October or November, I launched a course about podcasting. I've always wanted to do an info product. I've been inspired by people that do do the info products, did it in a couple of weeks, released that, made two grand from it, was very happy and want to see what I can, because I launched it and then pretty much haven't touched it. And I mm -hmm. think I can improve on that course and help people to produce pods. I've then got my handmade wallet business, which is sort of my fun side side project. Um, <laughs> that's sort of what I do when I want to get away from a screen. It was sort of a yeah. lockdown hobby to learn how to handcraft these leather wallets. I've since really enjoyed it. I made a thousand pounds last year from it. It was my best year. And I, I want to sort of get a regular base of income coming in from that. And then I've got Pod Panda, which is my podcast editing service slash freelancing, which I guess is how I make my most income at the moment, sort of making podcasts for other people. And I've got a couple of clients I do that for at the moment. Cool. I feel like mine was longer than yours. <laughs> well, I've got some questions. You've got like some online podcasty stuff and then a handmade leather business, <laughs> which is, I guess that's like quite a nice variation to have. Like you can do tech stuff and then kind of completely do something different do you find that you need to do that or is it like a desire to not be online it, it, it was a desire to not be online and I, I really I came to the realization that I was spending 10 hours a day on my computer screen like I was sorry I wake up in the morning I get a little screen out and then once <laughs> I finish on the little screen I go to the big screen to do work for five six hours and then when I have my lunch break, I bring out another little screen and then I go back to the slightly bigger screen. And then once I've finished all that, at the end of the day, six, seven, eight, I come home and watch an even bigger screen for <laughs> hours on end. And we just do this day in, day out. And I was like, this is a lot. We're doing a lot. And I'm like super grateful for the technology, the internet. I just wanted to get away from that. And I've never been able to make stuff with my hands. Like I've never been good at DIY. So I wanted to learn how to do something. I originally started like a, a phone case drop shipping brand okay. and I, I was interested in e-commerce as a thing that didn't work and then then found some leather products in Spain when I was on a holiday wanted to like buy them and then sell them on my online site and try and use some of my content creation and technical skills to be able to sell those and then when lockdown happened I tried to make them myself but I just have so much joy from making these handmade wallets it's not as profitable as tech i like it as a sandbox so i can just try lots of different things in terms of marketing and i don't have to worry about it because i'm not worried about profits with it it's just fun at the moment yeah whenever i see well on twitter i see people like sharing their wallets and stuff and i think your site is like beautiful as well thank you proper, I, I... proper legit well, it, it's nice because I can just be as creative as I want with it. There's no one telling me what I should or shouldn't do with it. I can practice stuff like copy, writing, can practice my product photography, learn how to do that. I want to learn a bit more about SEO, social ads, growing organically, giveaways. Like I actually have a physical product I can give to people. Like whenever anyone comes to my flat, I like bring up my wallets and say, do you want a wallet? <laughs> they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and people are also a bit shocked if you say, yeah, I handmade leather wallets. Oh, and also yeah, I do yeah. this with monthly beers in London with a few of my right. indie friends. And like I bring a case with my leather wallets <laughs> and I'm always flogging them. And if you get me drunk enough, I'm going to 
ask what wallet you have take all your cards out of yours and put them in one of mine <laughs> so if you that, that's always quite fun they they call me the wallet dealer what's your aim for this year with all your projects like do you have a plan so uh, i'm slightly less blase than you dan because <laughs> i really want to turn indie bites into something that means i don't have to contract or freelance anymore in order to do that i think i need to get it to around three or four thousand dollars a month i think that's possible uh, but my focus like controllable controlling inputs is just to publish once a once a week for now because mm. i've struggled to keep that consistency and i think my second most profitable thing will be the course if i can put some time into that because so i was quite surprised at something that only took me a couple of weeks made me two thousand dollars so i want to yeah. improve on that and then learn how to market it because these one-time sale things are bloody awesome and I'm, I'm interested in your themes to that point as well like you're making these things that you only have to buy once and it just yeah. keeps going yeah so i had a good year with themes in 2020 the first year i did them again it's like the themes is a little bit like what you're saying with your wallets it like brings me out of my usual like SaaS building a like a an application and i just like hack on a product for a bit and then release it and sell it it's like a different like mindset mm -hmm. it's a bit of like a refresh or like a, a palette cleanser yeah and I, I really like working on ghost it's a nice platform out of my projects what do you think has the most potential well i think instinctively i'd say your <laughs> contract work <laughs> really because well I, I have no like eyes on how you do it or who you're doing it with or how often you do it but it seems i think especially like editing because you're not you don't have to be there physically but if if like we record this yeah. now and then send it to someone else that would be like you to edit it and send it back again i reckon it's, you it's definitely pretty lucrative like i, I charge 350 pounds an episode and if people do that weekly what's that 2800 pound a month and that is maybe two days work right. maximum but those are people that I've known for a while. My clients are like ex-bosses or people I've worked with before. Mm. And so I didn't have to, it's a bit lazy of me. I didn't have to work that hard to get them. And <clears> they are happy to pay that amount and not worry because that's just a small amount. They believe in the podcast and they have the money to spend. Whereas the other people I've tried to sell it to are like, but exactly what will I be getting for that £350? <laughs> yeah. I'm like... A podcast <laughs> i think if you if you packaged it up i think i went on your site and checked it out you just yeah. have to get it in front of people i'm sure you'd get customers yeah. and you like you say you could only have like five regular podcasts and you'd be golden yeah you, you you're right you're right i i i barely given that to site to anyone i've just slyly like <laughs> put links in every now and again i i made it in notion in like an evening so i need to i, w I would like to have it so where, where i've got the pricing slots i'd like to have it so each one has its own page where it does talk through a bit more of what you get instead of just yeah. going to a Stripe checkout page, which is what it does at the moment. Sorry. Sorry, my dog just walked in. <laughs> oh. She's called Minnie. Minnie. Oh, my. That is, that is she's, incredibly cute. I'll get rid of her. She's distracting me. Can I, can I bring my cat? <laughs> of course. Have you, have you met my cat? No, I've not met your cat. This is Alfie. Say hello. Hello, Alfie. How are you? He's brilliant. Well, from that reintroduction for of our of our animals people like Sorry. animals you know they're, they'll be yeah, pleased that we right. both have one uh, but i was saying like yeah i would like to also put on that page a consultancy call link that people can just buy and chat with me because mm. they sometimes just want to know what do i need to do so i put that yeah, up for yeah. 100 quid and also the course 
because it's yes. all intertwined. It's tight, exactly. All right, well, we said we were going to keep this short and sweet for the episode. Yes. We're 30 minutes in, but at the end of every episode, we're going to each pick a tweet that the other person hasn't seen and maybe discuss it quickly. Is yes. that what we were going for? That is what we're going to go for, just to bring in Twitter into the podcast and bring the podcast to Twitter. I chose one of your tweets, actually, that I bookmarked from when you did it back in January, where you took okay. some time off from building over two months um, to give you some time to think. I think this is a good exercise for people to do. But you ended up with a load of questions. Do I focus on ghost themes? Do I push ILO harder? Do I streamline the ILO product? Do I continue building out Refermo? Do I stop while it's early and use that time energy on a different product? Do I spend more time in the ghost ecosystem? So many questions. Did you codify any of these questions? Did you write them down and sort of go any further to figuring out the answers to some of them? And is this like a downside of having so many different products? <laughs> so those are just like a few of the random questions that I could think of at the time as I wrote that tweet. Because like you say, yeah, I've been kind of off work for a while got sick in november with covid and then we traveled to europe to see family and like that extended into january so i had a long long period of not being like active in work which is it's a bit of a shock to the system but it also kind of opens opened my brain a bit because i wasn't thinking non-stop about building and marketing and stuff and yeah the result of that is not really anything at the moment <laughs> but it has made me think differently about each project and what it could be or what it should be or what I could be doing for each project. So like the Refermo one is a good example. I wanted to launch that at the end of last year. I didn't manage it because I didn't have the time at the end of the year to finish it off. Um, I launched a, a kind of MVP version, which people have been on, but it hasn't really got much traction. I haven't given it much of my attention. And then I was thinking maybe it's in a good state where I shouldn't keep going with it because I have a ton of other things that I could be working on. The trouble with that is that I think Refermo is a great idea. I have a, I've had a huge reception from people and like a very good vibe from people when I mention it to them, tell them what I'm building and what I'm thinking of building. So it has like a, a different aspect from most of my projects, which is just like I release something. <laughs> Whereas this is like an idea I've kind of talked to people about and then I've got feedback and responses. This year, like I say, I'm going to go with Ghost at the moment at least and well, it's been like two years almost with many projects on the go and things change every month could be different from the previous month so we'll see what happens cool man let's let's go on to yours yeah so my tweet is from the man arvid carl earlier this week he launched his twitter course called find your following but the tweet i have picked out is his sales update 48 hours mm. after launching so he had sold 132 units and made $6,298. It's very impressive, obviously. It's like a big number. And Arvid has been building this in public. So he, I think he started mm -hmm. on January 1st and launched it on January 31st. And all that time he was tweeting about writing stuff out, finding a name for it, like finding the different angles or like what he should make a course about. And then obviously recording it and editing it and stuff like that. So it's been amazing watching him do it. And then it's been amazing seeing the response and seeing it being a success. Arvid is such a smart guy and he has laid out the playbook for indies creating courses. He's done it exactly how it should be done. Now he has tweeted recently that he he's felt he went a little hard on it, but it's good to see the reward that $6,300. I couldn't think of anyone more deserving of getting uh, a payday like that especially after the amount of work he put in over january he 
actually got a whole video set up, the amount of thought that goes into it. Arvid's also, if you don't know, written two books, Zero to Sold. Is that what it's called? Zero to Sold and yeah. The Embedded Entrepreneur. He's been on my pod. He's just the nicest, kindest guy. So it's nice to see. So that's a really mm. nice update to share. Something you just mentioned then. It's like, although he made a course about Twitter, he also showed you how to make a course for free. Absolutely. Well, Dan, this has been the first episode of No More Mondays. Well, how do you think it went? Well, I think it's been okay, I guess. We'll see what people say on Twitter. <laughs> no, like, honest thoughts. I, I would say, like, the, the start of it started out really slow because we were, like, our kind of feeling yeah. our way through it didn't know quite how to start it but then we warmed up it got better and i thought the end was was kind of strong yeah i don't know i just happy to chat and see what happens <laughs> all right man well thank you for chatting and yeah, i'll see you no next problem. week yes thanks so much